Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, presented by Krauss Health, the exclusive healthcare partner of Syracuse Athletics. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, and this is going to be a really fun and interesting conversation today, folks, because our guest is former Syracuse player Nick Rezavi. Nick, how are you? I'm great, Mike. Thanks for having me. How are you? This, I'm good, man. I'm good. And, you know, I almost said, is he former Syracuse player? Is he former Syracuse manager? Is he former Syracuse graduate assistant coach? You did it all when you were at Syracuse. Yeah, man. I was able to wear a lot of hats, uh, which I think really prepared me. You know, uh, you know, I was able to see, you know, everything from, uh, you know, a lot of different lenses and, you know, a lot of different experiences. And, you know, it really, it really made me work to get to where I, where I wanted to be and, and where I'm at now. So, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. It was awesome. Well, you were at Syracuse during a heck of a time. I mean, you had a ride. Um, your freshman year was the 2009 season. And then, you know, for four years as an undergrad and then two more as a GA. So you went from 09 to 2014 and Syracuse fans, they know those were some incredible years. And I'll talk to you about them, but let's get to where you are now, though, because you said that your time at Syracuse helped you get to where you are. You're the head girls varsity basketball coach at Ardsley High School uh, down near like Scarsdale and Dobbs Ferry, right? There you go. Exactly. Exactly. What's I want to talk to you a little bit about that before I get to the next big subject. What's it like coaching girls uh, for a guy, you know, for first of all, for a guy? And also as a guy who, you know, you spent your time at, at Syracuse in the men's program. You know, when I uh, when I left Syracuse, I went to the Nets for the three years. And I always thought that, you know, that was going to be my thing. Like I wanted to work in the NBA. I, you know, I grew up in Jersey, so I was a big Nets fan. And it was like a dream come true. And, you know, I just, you know, the, the whole NBA thing was, you know, with travel and whatnot. It just wasn't for me. So, you know, this is kind of, you know, how I got into coaching at Ardsley and coaching the girls varsity team. But, you know, I run a AU program down at Westchester, Northeast Elite, and we have we have like 30 teams now, boys and girls. And, you know, one of the best lessons I ever learned, and I'm really close with Brandon Steiner, who's a Syracuse guy. And, you know, he, he taught me back then when I was with the Nets. He's like, you need to find a person, not a job. So, you know, that always stuck with me. I was like, oh, you know, Brandon kind of originated it and he still is like Brandon's like family to me. But you know, through Brandon's network and and whatnot, I met my business partner Rob Bordstein. So long, long, long story short, we started Northeast Elite. Uh, he had two daughters. Or he has two daughters, but at the time they were in fourth and seventh grade. 
And he's like, why don't you, why don't you coach, you know, the girls like, you know, we'll put a couple of girls teams together. I was like, like, you know, I've never coached girls before. I've never, I've never coached kids before period. Right. Like the only kids I worked with was like hops kids and, you know, and buddy and Jimmy were, you know, younger. Um, but yeah, you know, we started coaching girls then and, and man, I loved it, man. It's just that, like, you know, the intensity they bring and, um, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, so through that is how, you know, I ended up starting coaching the varsity girls at RZ. And a lot of those girls there, are, you know, the girls I started with and when they were in fourth and fifth grade. So, you know, those kids are, you know, that, those kids are family to me too. So I get that whole aspect. Uh, but it's fun, man. You know, long story short, you know, answering your, your original question, but no girls, it, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome. They're, you know, it, it's no different coaching girls and boys um from a basketball perspective you know off the court you might get a you know a couple tiktoks going on but uh it's fun man it's it's you know they're super talented um and it's a blast now here's the kicker folks and this is maybe the biggest reason why i wanted to have nick on the podcast you're not just coaching girls you're playing against them actually grown women but um you are a practice player for the WNBA's New York Liberty. I am. I find that fascinating. Can you tell me how that came about? So back in February, you know, I was actually like five minutes before, you know, one of our Ardsley games, you know, I get a phone call from one of the guys who, you know, works with the Nets and, you know, the Nets acquired the Liberty, you know, a couple of years ago, two, three, four years ago, whenever it was. And he called me up. He's like, "Hey, the you know we you know the Liberty don't play you know play at the Westchester County Center anymore. They're you know in Brooklyn. You know we're trying to find you know practice players. You know we just acquired Stewie and Courtney Vandersloot, John Quill Jones. Like you know our mission is is championship. Like that's what we're you know looking for. We're looking for guys who who you know want to help us find that mission. Like and and really they call me like, do you know anybody? Because you know I'm a little older now, right? Like you know my playing days are behind me. And I was like, I'll do it." I'll do it. Like, and he's, you know, they're like, all right, like, let's go. So, um, you know, that was back in February, you know, uh, training camp was, you know, end of April, early May. And, you know, to be honest, you know, the real reason I did it is, is because, you know, to, to form that bridge and that connection with my players. Right. So like all the girls teams in my program that I have, you know, they look up to the Sabrina's and, you know, the Stewie's. And so for me, I'm like, well, if I can go and, you know, you know, get to know them and work with them. And, you know, I, honestly, it, it's, it's a blast playing with them. You know, I had to get in shape. I had to get back to, you know, playing ball and whatnot. But um, the real reason I did it is, is to form that connection for my girls and for my program. And, you know, we were, we were able to run and help run, you know, Sabrina's launch event for her foundation in the Bronx uh, last month, which was incredible. Um, we were able to bring, you know, our coaches and a couple of our players and it was, it was amazing, but, from a playing perspective, it's, it's amazing. These women are so talented. Um, you know, Stewie winning MVP and obviously, you know, Stewie being from Cuse, um, you know, she, she's a star, man. Like, I, I think that's goes without saying, I think we all know that, but yeah. just to see it from an everyday, you know, perspective in person, like she's, she's, uh, you know, my matchup, she's who I guard and who I go against. And, you know, I don't, I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. You know, like, you know, we had practice uh, two days ago before they flew out to Vegas and, you know, like, I don't ever stop in the moment to be like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, I got to be locked in and be ready to go. And obviously, like, you know, we're we're the Vegas, you know, scout team, right? So, you know, we've got to do what they do and we've got to be, you know, locked in on, you know, preparing them, right? Because a part of that falls on us. But, you know, during a, a break, I'm actually, I'm like, yeah, like, I, I get to do this, right? Like, 
you know, I'm, I'm fighting, you know, I'm fighting, you know, like hedging a screen, you know, with Sabrina coming off it and, you know, not losing Stewie on the roll, the pop. And I'm like, this is amazing, man. Like, these are the best women in the world. And uh, I don't I don't take it for granted. It's a great time. But just to be able to then, you know, because their practices are in the morning out in, out in the Barclays Center. So for me to hop back on the train and now I go to my practices and I have my fifth grade girls or I have my high school girls or and they're like, oh, what, what was practice like today? Or what was it, you know, you know, you know, what's it going to look like against, you know, Vegas? Like, are we going to win the finals? And like, to me, that's what it's all about. That's why I did it. And it's been an, it's been such an experience. Now, why does the Liberty, why, why, why does the team look to find men to practice against the team? Well, I think that's a normal thing in women's basketball. I know like my couple of my cousins when they went to UConn, you know, they're older than me, but they were practice players with like Sue Bird and Diane Taurasi. I know like, you know, I'm, you know, a, a buddy who's a St. John's women's assistant coach. Like they have a, a men's practice team. Like I think that's more common than not. Um, I don't know whether it's from a physicality standpoint or. That's what you know. I was wondering. I mean, I, I, cause I do, I, I have heard of some college women's teams that have, undergraduate guys that'll practice against them. But I was wondering if it's because of height, um, if it's because of physicality or just availability too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. The availability piece of it is hard, right? Cause we practice at 11 o'clock in the morning. So the reason I'm able to do it is because I run my youth program at night. So, you know, we, we have to wait for the kids to get out of school. So we really don't start till four o'clock, but um, yeah, the availability part is hard, but I think the physicality, um and in that aspect is is important and whatnot but make no mistake about it it's not like you know people ask me all the time like oh like when you go there like you know you're able to you know how you know do you guys beat them in a scrimmage you know these like brandon stewart like you know sabrina Ionescu, you know yeah. john Claude jones corny venus so the, the the list goes on and on i mean these are the best women of all time man like you know these are the best women in our game in, in the world like you know they're they're amazing you know, they're, they're very, they're very, very good. So it's, it's, it's awesome. I go there and get my butt kicked every day. I was about to say, <laughs> do you go there and get your butt kicked? Is that where we're going with this? You know, it's fun, man. I, Cause people ask me all the time, like, you know, like, could I, could I be able to do, do this? Like it's in, like, it's, you know, for lack of a better word, like it's like an ignorant question, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember like I have friends accused, like, oh, like, you know, they like, do you think we could go against the, uh, the women's team. I, you know, I go up to like Britt Sykes and Brie Butler. I'm like, you know, like, you know, if you're ever if you're ever bored and you want to go, you know, you know, you know, just beat up on some guys, you let me know. But you know, these women are so talented, man. Even like the high school girls I coach, you know, it's like they're so talented, you know. And, and in our program, like we're starting to get, you know, Division One scholarships, and and you know, it's you know, girls basketball is on the rise. It's you know, and you know what, you know, I got to plug this. You know, it's funny. Our first ever, you know, so my program's Northeast Elite in Westchester. My, our first ever scholarship. Um, was just a couple of weeks ago and from Lemoyne, Katie Kalinsky, Mary Grimes. So the family, um, but yeah, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Very good. So there's a connection there. Sure, for sure. Wow. Uh, so this is one of the girls that are at Ardsley now. She's like a senior, junior. She's at Mamaronek. She's on our, our AU program. Okay. Um, she's a sophomore. Um, yeah. So it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. But yeah, like again going back to the liberty man like it's it's an incredible experience but these you know these these women are teaching me um every day you know sandy rundell the head coach amazing coach you know she's coach of the australian national team she played in the wnba um just just amazing man it's helped it's it's helping me become a better coach for sure 
what without giving away you know names and personal information what's what's the sort of general background of the other guys that that are out there practicing against the liberty with you you got a lot of guys who played you know college basketball or there's a lot of a lot of uh broken uh broken guys you got some guys who are you know assistant coaches um you know like in the d3 level or you know of, of men's hoops but Really, you know, we started, it's really interesting. There was like a tryout back in like April, like 90 guys came out to Barclays and they picked 12. And 90? Really, yeah, like 90 guys, man. They Well, they sent it out on Twitter and, and on social media, you know, and I think there's a great buzz and they've done a great job of marketing. Like people know, you know, the Liberty are going for a championship. I mean, this is no, you know, you, you acquire, you know, a former MVP and John Cole Jones, you acquire a former MVP and now current MVP and Brandon Stewart. You know, Courtney Vanderswood's like a 12-time All-Star. So I think, you know, people who love basketball, like, you know, you know, Knicks, Nets fans, regardless, like, it's like, all right, like, you know, women's basketball is just as good. It, it's great basketball. If, you, if you're if you a basketball purist or if you're just a fan of hoops, like, go and watch women's basketball, whether it's WNBA or college basketball or even at the youth level. Like, it, it's, it's great basketball. So, you know. Um, so I think there was a great buzz. So I think everybody locally was like, hey, wait a second. Like, I want to I want to go and, and play against these women and whatnot. So, you know, I think. For the oh, hold on, Nick. You just faded out a minute there. Where's your microphone? Can you hear me? Yep. OK, good. Yeah. So I'd say, out of you know, out of the 12 guys, you know, like there's five or six that, you know, go pretty often. And, you know, it's it's been great. It's been great. We And we've developed a great rapport with them. You know, I was wondering, too, about the other guys that are practicing there. I was wondering if the Liberty officials were not only looking for guys that can play, but maybe understand the game. Because if you're going to be the scout team, you have to take what another team's doing, figure it out pretty quickly, and then be able to go out and run it so the Liberty gets used to it, right? So you got to have smart guys, not just – you know. It's an incredibly important part of it, and, and you said it like – I. I Listen, like I'm, you know, I'm the only one over 30 on this on this team, right? And it's like these guys are more athletic than me and whatnot. But that that's what a reason like I don't come off the court. And it's something I explain to my kids. It's like it has nothing to do with talent or or whatnot. Cause either are guys who are who probably could have, you know, quote unquote made this team that didn't, because and you you said it, we had a we had a Zoom meeting before the first day of training camp and that was a big part of it like understanding the terminology like if, if the coach like all right you know you're coming off a, a stagger screen on the weak side into a dho and you don't know what either of those means you can't they they're they're not here to teach us they're not here to stop the place for us right like if they're telling you to close out and and, and you know as something as simple as you know hedging a ball screen or you know going into a drop or or blitzing or whatever it is we've got to know it so that is a huge part of it. And then, you know, especially now with the playoffs coming around, you know, you have Washington first, Connecticut, Connecticut, and now Vegas. Yeah, when we go over the scout team and they give us a play, and then on the on the opposite side, they tell us how they want us to defend the Liberty. And we mess that up. We're, you know, we're wasting their time and we're not helping them get ready. So that retention is also important because if we'll go into segments of, all right, now we're going to work on transition, but they want us to get into one of the four or five sets that they showed us and we can't remember it. We're not helping them get ready. So it is a big part of it. What's it like defending Brianna Stewart? Oh man, it's 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 something. I mean, she gets to her spots, she elevates, you know, she can she can do what she wants out there. But to me, it's just I, I love the challenge. I love to compete. You know, it was like back at Q. So like my you know, when I was a sophomore and I was I walked on, I you know, I was like, all right, congratulations, here's your jersey. You get to guard Wes Johnson. <laughs> like <laughs> 
number four pick in the draft. And it's like, well, you know, or you get to go now instead of, you know, playing out of the mid post, you're going to go guard Deion Waiters on the perimeter. It's like, you know, you know, like it's the same concept. It's like, you know, I can't defend her, man. Like, you know, I, I do my best to to be as physical as possible and a disruptor and make it as uneasy as possible. But she's so talented. You know, she gets the ball in her spots and she, you know, she's able to, to get to where she wants to get to and do what she wants to do. And for me, it's just, you know, it's twofold, right? It's like give her give her tough looks and make sure she doesn't get hurt, right? So um, it's, it's, it's a blast. I don't, I don't, like I said, I said earlier, I don't take it for granted. It's a, it's an amazing experience, and for her to win the MVP um, in 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 this year has been like it's been so it's been so exciting because it's like all right you get to go to practice like all right like and like well you know we we've developed a, a good relationship where it's like you know we'll we'll you know smack talk a little bit to each other like all right MVP like let's go like you know like let's 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 get it going so it's it's been a blast. How many practices into this uh, adventure were you before you? let Brianna know, oh, by the way, I went to Syracuse. Uh, or like, did you make a point of bringing your Syracuse shorts with you one day? Or It was, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I, I think my first practice, you know, I, I was wearing like Washington shorts because, you know, to, to rep hop out there. And, you know, Sloot came out to me because she went to Gonzaga. She's like, oh, like you're, you're, a, you're out West guy. Like you're a Pac-12 guy. I'm like, no, I'm a Q's guy, whatever. And I, and, and that's, you know, I, you know, I went to Stewie and I could, of course I have to, I have to rep my Q stuff, but we talked about it. You know, I told him like, listen, the first time I actually met you was when you were on a visit, you know, and you went to school in Syracuse and obviously you ended up going to UConn and whatever, whatever that is, you know, but, um, you know. You met but- Brianna on her official visit? We were in practice, you know, we were in practice. So it's like, oh, there's, there's, you know, this girl's coming through, like she's going to be the next, you know, the next big thing. And we were like, all right, all right. She, you know, you know, and then she ends up going to UConn, but she was four national championships for, you know, MOPs. It's like, okay. Like, you know, and she wins Olympics and she won with Seattle. It's like, all right. But no, she, you know, we talked about Syracuse and, and, and whatnot. And obviously, you know, she played with Britt Sykes growing up and, you know, they competed against each other in that 2016 national championship. And obviously I've got a great relationship with Britt. So, um. Yeah. So I think the first ever day of training camp, I brought it up to her. I had to. <laughs> have to. Have to. Now, do you get a chance to go to Liberty Games, or do, or do you get a chance to take any of uh, the girls that you coach to these games? So I do get two tickets per game, which is great. Um. You know, mostly at nights, though. Mostly at nights, I'm I'm in my practices. So, um, I, you know, I got into two games. I actually got to a Connecticut game and a Vegas game, not a playoff game, obviously, but. Um, earlier in the year, but I, I I was able, which is cool. I was able, was able to use some of those tickets for some of my players. Um, so you know, one of the sixth grade girls, one of the eighth grade girls, like you know, they're able to go with their parent, and and it's been awesome. And you know, just just being able to be there and experience it, and yeah, you know, I'm hoping you know to continue to develop that relationship. I feel like I've got a great you know great relationship with these girls now. You know, the Liberty, and you know, as we move forward, it's like all right, like just trying to really make that make that you know bridge that gap and you know, become a part of it. Like, you know, doing Sabrina's launch event was awesome. You know, I was able to bring one of my, you know, one of my players who's actually one of my RZ players as well. You know, she's able to actually work it. Like she helped work the ball handling station and, you know, Sabrina got in there and they did like three stations together. And it's like, you know, you're, you're doing, you know, you're doing the station with, with, you know, Sabrina Ionescu. It's, it's pretty awesome. So as we move forward, like that's really, you know, my goal is to really get, you know, the Liberty and my players involved and, and try to find a way to continue to build that. Your, your your players at both AAU and, and at the high school just must be like just incredibly thrilled and amazed that uh, their coach is is practicing against the Liberty. 
I think they're also confused too because I think they see me get up and down the court. They're like, you could you can stay with them, but <laughs> no, it's 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 fun. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. Like, you know, like I I, I what I try to do is you know again I, I love what I do so you know I just try to develop a relationship with every kid we have in our program so. You know, now it's like the especially the older ones or even my fifth graders. I go to practice like last night, my fifth graders, and you know they got Liberty the shirts on, but they're like, "Come on, there's you can't guard them. You can't guard you can't guard me." You know, like you know, little fifth grader telling me that it's the best. Like that's, you know, so it's 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 pretty fun. But yeah, no, I think I think it's exciting. I think, you know, now especially, you know, I'm taking we're taking our fourth through eighth grade girls to Scranton, um, and there's you know, funny enough, in that facility there's a GMAC jersey hanging up. I said it to him in the past, but, you know, we'll be out there for game one on Sunday. And it's like, all right, like I'll be able to, you know, in between games, we'll be able to watch like the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade girls and, you know, be able to talk through it because, you know, everything they do, I try to bring to us and, and do it right. Like we play man to man. Um, we run, we try to run their sets, right? Like obviously in fifth grade, you're just teaching them how to play ball. You're not really worried about whatever, but you're teaching to help defense. You're teaching switches. You're teaching denies. You're teaching wow. all this. Second, when you, when you, uh, you know, you go watch this. Like, go watch how, you know, they switch this or watch how they defend this or watch how they cut on the weak side. Like, you know, I want my fifth grade girls to understand what the weak side versus strong side is and and teach them. So, you know, we're, we're teaching the game and we're not we might, you know, more or less like, you know, it might take some time to develop. But we've got we've got a lot of talent and we've got a lot of kids who want to learn. So, you know, for them to watch, we're like, all right, listen, how they they run this screen and how they cut on the weak side and how they do this and that. And like, oh, like this is what you're talking about. Like this is what it looks like from a, a pro perspective. Like that's been, you know, a great, great tool for us. You know, it's funny. You, you talked about it at the beginning, like you spent several years with the Brooklyn Nets. And with your background and connections, there's probably a bunch of places where if you wanted to, you could get into the college game and work for, you know, somebody that you either played with or coached you at Syracuse. But it sounds sounds like you're happy. Sounds like you found like a niche here. I think so. You know, I, I you know, it's something I, I, you know, going back with, you know, with, with Steiner, right? Like, you know, it's something we've always talked about, and you know, like just finding what makes you happy. And another thing he used to tell me, and I was, I always be like Brandon, like I'd be, in, I'd be in college. I'm like Brandon, what are you talking about? But he's like, you, you have to want to coach basketball more than you want to be a basketball coach, right? And it's, and I, I used to think, think like, what are you talking about? Like, you have to. You have to want to coach basketball more than you want to be a basketball coach. And back then, he's like, you want to, you know, your dream is to be a coach of the Nets. Like, you like you want to be a basketball coach of the Nets. Or do you want to coach ball? Like, do you want to teach the game and whatnot? And, like, that really stuck with me. And, and, and that, you know, Hop used to tell me that, too. He's like, if you can coach kids, you can coach anybody. So, he's like, he, he used to have me coach Griff, right? And then, I you know, used to train with Buddy and Jimmy. And it's like, yeah, I mean, this is awesome. Like, working with kids. And I've always liked working with kids. Like, even when I was younger, I've always liked being around kids and, and whatnot and trying to make an impact because that's, that's really what we're trying to do. Like if I want to be a, you know, if I wanted to coach just basketball, like I, yeah, I think I'd, you know, I'd go and tap into my network at either the college or the pro game. But, you know, I think, you know, just being able to make a difference in a kid's life, you know, I think for me is so much bigger than basketball. Basketball is just like the vehicle to do it. So, you know, I do love the game obviously, but um, you know, just making an impact is, is important. And, and, you know, that's what drives me. Before we let you go, this fascinating stuff about, you know, being involved with the Liberty and, and, and your coaching experience now. But I want to talk to you a little bit about your days at Syracuse. Uh, you were there for six years from 09 to 14. Which was the best team in that time? And the best, I mean, it's hard to say that, right? Because, you know, we were yeah, so, I know. you know, I, we hate to 
you think about it, but like that 2009, 2010 team was, you know, was the national championship team. You know, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, we had, we pretty much had a little bit of everything, you know, Wes Johnson was so talented, you know, Andy Rounds could really play, but Andy was such a great leader too. Um, you know, Renzel Onowaku, and I'll get to him in a second, but he, he was the best big in the country, you know, and you had, you know, you had Scoop Jardine and, and, and Chris Joseph, who are, you know, both like six men of the year, because they're splitting who's starting and, you know, Trish is steady in there. And, you know, we're, you know, we go ended up being, you know, in that year, you know, we ended up being number one in the country and, you know, Renze unfortunately gets hurt in the quarters of the, the Big East, uh, you know, tournament against Georgetown, you know, that noon game at the Garden. And, you know, we still, you know, we still blew out, you know, two really good teams and, well, you know, in the, in the first couple of rounds, right. And I think we beat Gonzaga like 40 points to get to the sweet 16. Yeah, then, you did. <laughs> it, was, it was a, it was crazy. I mean, I know what I'm getting into an NCAA tournament game. We're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I played in a couple of those games. Right. And uh, we played Vermont in the first game and uh you know, we, we ended up losing to Butler in the, in the Sweet 16, you know, with Gordon Hayward. And I'll never forget, like, Ronald Nord hit, like, a three on from, like, the left wing. And we ended up losing by, like, four points. But we have Arenze, you know, you know, we go on and we win. And we, we knew, like, we knew early on, like, maybe not early on, but, like, in the middle of the season, it's going to be us on one side of the bracket. It's going to be Duke on the other side of the bracket. And we're going to go beat Duke in a national championship game. So to see, like, Duke beat Butler, it was like, man, it was heartbreaking. Um because we knew we knew we were the best team in the country. Like it's and that wasn't like arrogantly or cocky or whatever. We we went about our business. We had great leadership. Um, you know, and I, I give Andy a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, and that was my first year on the team. So right. Because we just we just knew we were gonna win the national championship. And then when Arenze went down, it was such a gut punch. Um, not just for our team, but for him because he had been injured before and you know, he was he was a guy for me too. Like when I was, you know, I was a a manager my fr my freshman year, but I, you know, I just worked incredibly hard just to try to make the team. And I wasn't really going to make the team just on my basketball merits, right? Like I, I had to try to do a little bit of everything um, and, and show like, you know, I was dedicated. And I'll never forget, like when I was told I was on the team, like, you know, Renze looked at me and goes, you know, what's up teammate, you know? And that, like, that's something that stood, stood to me forever. You know, that was back in like 2009. That's almost 15 years ago. Like, you know, to see a guy like that go down at the garden, you know, it was heartbreaking, man. It was, it was, it was terrible. But yeah, that team, I, you know, that team, no doubt, would have been a national champion. You know, there's no, no doubt about it for sure. The 2012 team was pretty stacked too. We were good, man. I think we were like 34 and three that year, right? And then, you know, some circumstances happened. But yeah, that team was good. You know, Ohio State, man, we lost to Jared Sullinger, right? Like that was, that was a killer. But you know, yeah, that and you know, and the you know, rest is so you know, the late the late Fab Mello wasn't able to play in the tournament that year. I, I don't think Jared Sellinger, as good as he was, has that kind of game if Fab's out there. Well, the funny part with that year too is we kind of were like, all right, like we we did it, you know, we were always kind of not looking ahead from a basketball perspective, but we were like, all right, like it's gonna be us in Kentucky. Like, can we slow down Anthony Davis? You know, like and that was gonna be the thing. If we could slow down Anthony Davis, we can go out and win this national championship too. And we thought we could. I mean, we had a lot of confident guys. So yeah, we we got word right before the tournament that Fab couldn't play. That was that was a killer. There's no that that hurt. But it goes to show, you know, the next year in 2013, we go to the Final Four, and you know, I don't know if either of those teams. I, I don't think either of those teams were as talented. I mean, you look back. I mean, we have Michael Carl Williams, you have Jeremy Grant coming off the bench, and you know, Bai is one of my best friends, and he played amazing minutes. But you know, that just goes to show you, and that's an example I try to use with my teams, like. 
you know, we had, we had staggered down a stretch. I mean, I, you know, we, we, we were not good, you know, at the end of the year, you know, for, for Syracuse, you know, for, for our standards, anyway, we were not that good. Um, you know, we had ended up losing to Georgetown in our last game, you know, at the Verizon center, we scored like 36 points. And I remember like, and this is the lesson, like, you know, went out, we went out bowling at, at the mall and we went to cheesecake factory because cheesecake factory had just opened up at that, well, I still call it carousel, but Destiny USA, right? And we we went bowling as a team. We went to Cheesecake, and we just, you know what we did? We just we just got laughs, and we we're like, man, we all love each other. We just got our, you know, our butt kicked, whatever. Like, we're good enough to win this national championship, but we got to get it together. And that's what we did. We did team outings. We, we and we went out to eat again. We went out to eat again, and then, you know, we ended up we ended up, you know, we're in the same bracket as Indiana. And Indiana was the one seed. We were the four seed, and we had to play them down in the Verizon Center, exactly where we had just. And we and we handled we handled Indiana. We played amazing. You know, Michael was great that game. Bye was amazing um, on the defensive end. And then we go kill Marquette in the Elite Eight. And ironically, I think we held them to thirty six points. Three weeks to the date of when Georgetown held that uh, to us, and and you know that was a that was an unfortunate game, like you know the Michigan one, because I remember you know mm-hmm. the season turned. Um, it sounds silly when you're talking about like a Big East championship game, but we had to win like four or five games in the Big East tournament to win the Big East. And we had known like that was the last Big East tournament for us. And we were going to ACC next year and right. we were being cameras because they were going to do like the record for the Big East. And I'll never forget, we were up by, you know, double digits against Louisville, like maybe 15, 16, 17 points at halftime. And they ended up beating us by like 16 points or whatever. It was like a 30 point swing in the second half. And we got in the locker room after the game, like we're good. Like, yeah, we wanted to win the Big East Championship, but we knew we were going to the Final Four. Like, we had just – like, from that run we had that week, and we got – and the funny part is we got in the Express, you know, those – those not Express, those freight elevators at the Garden, and we had got in with the Louisville team, and we were looking like, we'll see you guys in uh, – we'll see you in Atlanta. We'll see you in Atlanta. And they're like, we don't want to see you guys. We don't want to see you. And like, no, no, we're, we know we're going to the Final Four. And that was before the Selection Sunday, right? That was Saturday night. So, you know, the the, the Browns wow. – yeah, we knew. We were confident. We knew. I mean, that that week was everything for us. Like, because again, we did the bowling, we did the cheesecake factory, we went out here, we did this, we did that, and then we got we got to the tournament, and we were just we were just locked in, and we were we were doing it. And you know, even though we lost that game to Louisville, and that was such a you know, we ran out. Of, we knew we ran out of gas. We played five games of five nights. You know, and would we have loved to win that tournament? Sure, man. But it was so so much bigger than that, and. So going to the Final Four was uh, was an incredible experience. I remember that whole ride; it was pretty amazing, uh, and I do remember the blowout loss at Georgetown to yeah. end the regular season. And then a week later, you beat Georgetown at the Garden as part of your tournament run, your Big East tournament run. So, well, you know that was the famous like CJ Fair dunk. I think on Otto Porter. That's in the uh, that's in that documentary, and I think yeah. we buy buy goes seven for seven from the free throw line in that game, and. You know, I think Trevor Cooney came off the bench and had 10 points in the first half. Like, that was a big moment for him. And, yeah, I mean, those are that now it's like, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm getting all these memories flowing back. <laughs> but it was, it was an incredible ride. It was, you know, just, you know, being able to be at Syracuse and, and you know, just being able to be, you know, and I'm thankful for it all. Like, I'm thankful that I was a, a manager my freshman year. You know, I'm thankful I was a walk-on and, and then the BGA and be able to go on the road because, you know, 2012 hopping – having coach were, you know, at the Olympics. So I got to go on the road and watch Tyler Anderson, Chris McCullough, you know, the, you know, the whole month of July, it was, you know, it, it really helped build, you know, helped build me into the person and, you know, the coach I am today. And, you know, I'm thankful to coach Beheim for that, you know, coach Beheim didn't micromanage. He didn't, you know, and this is a, you know, I'm a 
18 year old kid who knows, who knows really nothing. Right. Like, and, yeah. and he gave me, a, he gave me an opportunity and, you know, hop. And then when GMAC came in and, you know, it was incredible. It was incredible. So I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, the fact that, you know, he wasn't a micromanager, hop wasn't a micromanager and they let me kind of grow and, and do it. And it was, you know, it helped, it helped me to, to become who I am today. There's no question. That's really awesome, Nick. That's really awesome. Well, Nick Rezavi, a guy who wore many hats when he was at Syracuse University, from manager to player to GA, I, you're still wearing a lot of hats. Mike and Mike. Um, running and Mike. an AAU program, coaching a high school girls team and practicing with the New York Liberty. That's amazing. Mike, one more thing, too. And, you know, for my uh, my Syracuse people up there, too, um, you know, we run a sleepwear basketball camp. So we get people from all over the place. We, uh, you know, we do one week in Connecticut. We do one week in uh, in New York. And we get people from all over, you know, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. So Syracuse is not too far. You know, come out. We have, you know, it's five, it's four nights, five days. And, you know, it's not just basketball. Like we, you know, and I give my, my business partner, Rob Borstein, again, they're like family to me. Um, a lot of credit, man. He 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 came up with this idea like five years ago. It, it's basketball, but it's it's zip lining, it's tubing, it's lake, it's 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 zip lines, it's it's all that stuff. So it's it's basketball, but it's a camp. So if you're out there in Accuse, you know, come check us out. You know, it's end of June, end of August. It's uh, you know, Buddy Beheim came you know a couple years ago and and, and did it with us and. No, it, it's it's fun. So yeah, and, got and this is with Northeast Elite, right? Northeast runs it. it is you know it is you know we run it. You know we're kind of growing it to be a separate entity. You know because we want to encourage everybody from you know it, it's cutthroat. You know how AU is. It's it's cutthroat down here, right? So yeah, people don't. Yeah, it's 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 us running it. But anybody from any program can come to it, and we do. So we get you know kids from every program and in different states, and yeah, we run it, but. It's a blast, man. If you like, if you love basketball, and you love just having fun and, and and whatnot. It's 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 a blast, man. It's a great thing. You got to come out, Mike. We'll get you on those zip lines. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun to see, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, maybe I'll take you up on that. Who knows? No, man. I appreciate you having me, though, Mike. It's been it's been great talking and. Like I said, uh, you know, the Syracuse days and I always appreciated you and Donna and, you know, everything, you know, you got, you always looked out for us too, right? It's, you know, it's, it's something, obviously you're, you're covering, you know, the, you know, you, you're a Hall of Fame coach there and you have, you know, guys who are high level All-Americans, McDonald's All-Americans, guys who are going to NBA draft, guys who are coming back and, you know, you always looked out for the walk-ons and the managers and you didn't have to do that. So we always appreciate it. Listen, I, when I had my first points, I, I still have that article and you guys come and interview me. I was like my first ever like interview. Like, so I still have that. I still have that, that newspaper clipping. So I always appreciated all you guys did for all of us. Well, I have a great appreciation for walk-ons and student managers too, because I tell you what is I, over the years, I've seen the walk-ons and student managers go on and do like really cool and amazing things. So uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it benefits me to 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 pay attention. To you guys, you you got great stories to tell, and you still do. Goo. You still got great stories to tell. It's all all day, man. There's no question. <laughs> all right, Nick Resby, we're gonna get you out of here so you can go coach your girls, right? Uh, good it. luck to Ardsley uh, this year. Well, now got a whole host of Syracuse fans watching to make sure you do well. Awesome, Mike. I appreciate it, and uh, let's go Orange. All right, Nick. Thank you very much. We'll see you. Join us next time for the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, presented by Krauss Health, the exclusive healthcare partner for Syracuse Athletics.